Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Oliver Kemp. Welcome to the Kent Online Podcast on Wednesday the 26th of August. First today we've been told a face covering will become part of the uniform for some secondary school pupils in Kent. The government says only those under local lockdowns have to use masks in corridors and communal areas, but head teachers elsewhere can make their own decisions. The Oasis Academy Trust, which runs two schools in Medway and Sheppey, will be asking students to wear them when they're not in classrooms. The group's founder, Steve Chalk, says they're doing all they can to make it a COVID-safe place. We're supplying all of our teachers with uh, 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 visors, uh, Perspex visors, and they will also have um, face masks, which they will, so they'll wear the visor all the time, but when they're in close one-to-one conversation with a child, then they use their face mask as well, because visors and face masks are different things. Our secondary school uh, students will all be given a face mask, a material one, which we're paid for. In fact, they get a new one each week. And of course, no doubt, a new one when they lose the old one as well. But we're, we're doing all of this because we know that we have a responsibility to make our schools, all of our schools, as COVID safe as they can possibly be. In our primary schools, it's slightly different because the children in a primary school, well, they do maths and English and science and geography and art and drama all in the same room, don't they, in a small bubble. But in secondary schools, the bubbles are whole year groups. So in some cases, that's 200 children. Uh, they're whole year groups, but they move around a building. So you can't do science in a maths room and you can't do theatre and drama in anything other than a drama room. So you've got to, you've got to move, move around. And it's those transitions that are important. So they don't wear the masks when they're in the classrooms. Uh, that could just get in the way and be kind of annoying to everyone. But it's when you're in the corridors or shared spaces, because that, of course, Um, is where the most danger is. No school building in our country, old or new, Victorian or bang slab up to date, 21st century environment, was ever built by an architect who said, I'll just build this thing 25 or 30% bigger in case of a global pandemic and global distancing. So that's why we have to compensate for that. The educational leader also criticised the government for being slow to issue guidance about face coverings in schools. There are many highly skilled leaders in this country who teach day by day, which I don't, by the way, who, who lead and run schools. And to sit and talk to them, well, it's just common sense, isn't it? You know, you do that about everything in life. So to to make decisions on the hoof at the last minute, because these are last minute decisions, aren't they? Which, uh, well, although people say, oh, no, no, no. Well, why the U-turns then? You know, take the exams. You know, for months and months and months, educationists were saying, don't trust an algorithm. Honestly, I was saying it, you know. Others were saying it. And then days after it's released, you have to do a U-turn. That need never have happened. There was another issue, um, which nobody mentions actually amongst all the U-turns. It wasn't, it was a full stop more than a U-turn. Before the summer holidays, the Prime Minister and the Secretary of State for Education said they wanted to keep schools open through the summer because they didn't want six weeks of learning to be lost. And they wanted kids to associate and make a long runway in the run up to going back in September. And then absolutely nothing happened. Kent Online News. 
In other news, the owner of a Grade 2 listed cottage near Canterbury is calling for heavy lorries to be banned from his village after his home has been hit eight times in a year. Mark Kilby says the large vehicles are a constant threat to the 16th century property in Wingham High Street. He bought the house in 2015 and reckons it's been hit at least 20 times, with the latest happening at the weekend. Unfortunately, it was literally a matter of three hours, the builders packing up, um, repairing the uh, property. I'm smiling, but I really shouldn't be smiling. Uh, repairing the property from a hit back in June. It's been, um, well, we're into dozens of times. And actually it's got worse because traffic's getting heavier all the time. The road is basically far too narrow for the vehicles that are trying to turn there. They can't fit. They have to go up the pavement anyway, which in itself is dangerous. They must go up the pavement to turn. And then the rear of the vehicle hits the building. You know, it's not the property's fault. It's in the wrong place now. It was in the right place in its heyday, but it's unfortunately now life's moved on and the 21st century doesn't suit where this house is. For the first few years I did try and I really had a lot of communication with whatever authorities have from some responsibility for the roads. Ultimately where I've ended up is um, to summarise really the words were we are monitoring the situation. I'm not querying the job the lorry drivers have to do, they do a wonderful job. What I am saying is they don't need to be turning in a row that they don't fit in. There are other routes they could use. The county council says there's no way of changing the road layout and they've discussed with businesses about rerouting their vehicles where possible. In cricket and Kent, Zach Crawley says his incredible score of 267 in England's test against Pakistan still hasn't fully sunk in. He's been named man of the match after the final game in the series ended in a draw yesterday. It was badly affected by rain, but the 22-year-old from Bromley says it didn't dampen his spirits. Yeah, I'm sure it'll give me a lot of confidence going forward. I mean, it hasn't fully sunk in yet, so I have to reflect on it and find out what I do well and try and replicate it. But um, yeah, I'm sure I can take a lot from it and hopefully I can build on it. You know, it's quite quite rare for to score 100 in any form of cricket, so I thought uh, you've got to make the most of it on a, on a very good wicket and uh, one that was hard to take wickets on. So, you know, once I got past 100, I, I definitely wanted more. It was a nice ball to get first up and settle the nerves. Um, you know, you're always nervous playing test innings and it's always a nice one to get. And I, I, I did feel in good touch and managed to get off to quite a quick start, which obviously settled the nerves even more. And, uh, you know, thankfully, when I... Um, when I got in, I managed to get my cash in and get a big score. Obviously, you want to play every test match, and it was a real shame to get dropped, but it was the right decision. You know, we won both both those test matches, and I came back in. But in the nets, I could work on some stuff that I wanted to do preparing for these bowlers, and um, it, it turned out quite well in the end. He ended up with the 10th highest score ever recorded by an Englishman in test cricket, and England won the series 1-0. Some other top stories briefly now. Six new schools will be opening in Kent from the new term, creating thousands of extra places. Among them is the School of Science and Technology in Maidstone, Aspire School in Sittingbourne and Snowfields Academy in Weavering, which will specialise in teaching children with autism. Children due to start at Ebbsfleet Green Primary School next week will be using classrooms at Bly Primary in Strood, as their building hasn't been finished yet. Police have dismantled a cannabis factory in Rochester. Officers were initially called to reports of a burglary at the property in Gordon Road in the early hours of this morning before finding 54 cannabis plants. No arrests have been made so far. It's feared there could be drastic cuts to key services in Medway without support from the government financially. 
The local council is already facing a budget shortfall of £40 million because of the pandemic and is now estimating further losses from parking charges and leisure activities. Bosses say they're hoping for the best amid increasing pressure on adult and children's services. And a developer who wants to open up a farmer's market on the edge of Canterbury says he's going to appeal the decision to refuse his plans. Nick Brown is hoping to set up indoor and outdoor trade stands in shipping containers, along with a cafe at the former Bygones Reclamation Yard in Merton Lane. But the City Council has rejected the proposal, which has also put on hold his plans for a £5 million pie factory. He says their refusal is unfair. That's it for today, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Head to isleofmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.